helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 Weekdays on Vision Christian Radio. The Story. I got a phone call from my daddy and he said, come back to Beijing. For what? For marriage. What? Marry? Who? When you're coming back, then you know. And uh, so, you know, royal family uh, obedience is very important. So I obey my parents, and so I met Sarah. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, today we have part three of our conversation with former Chinese movie star, Sean from Beijing. Sean's been sharing with us his fascinating life story and how he was born into the last royal family in China, a dynasty that went back over 300 years. But then the Chinese Cultural Revolution in 1966 turned everything upside down. Suddenly, his father, who was a university professor, was regarded as part of the lower class and was sent to work in the fields. And Sean was sent to live with his grandmother in Beijing. There, against all odds, Sean was handpicked by Chairman Mao's wife to star in several movies in the 1970s. But despite all this, he says he felt hollow inside and decided to go overseas to attend university in New Zealand, where he became a Christian. The only problem was that he was struggling financially, and it just turned out that a local film company was looking for a Chinese actor to play the lead role in a movie. Remarkable. Now, here's more of Eric Scadabo chatting with Sean, who joins us this time on the phone from his home in Brisbane. So that's quite incredible that... Yep. The Lord worked out for you to be the star in this movie, mm-hmm. which is fantastic in and of itself, but also it mm-hmm. allowed you to pay for finishing your university and then also mm-hmm. transferring to Australia. So what a wonderful bonus. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's, uh, so I, I think the Lord designed my journey like that way mm-hmm. uh, for me to understanding the sort more deeper, mm-hmm. and then I will be able to testify Jesus among the fellowship in our student fellowship as well in the society. Mm-hmm. So one of the interesting things is uh, when my parents uh, heard that uh, I am no need, they are sending money to me anymore. Mm. And then they start to ask me, well, so now you are already over uh, uh, 30 years old. Have you found your girlfriend and to be married with? Oh, so they're concerned about you having a wife. <laughs> That's right. Because I'm only boy in the family. Oh, okay. I'm only my shoulder to shouldering our uh, family uh, name. Right, right, to continue to, the to, line. To continue. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So your father would be concerned about you meeting a wife to continue the family line. That's right. So, so, yep. so that's why, that why they, they had a four daughter before they had me. Oh, so they're not going to help out continue the family line. <laughs> that's right, yeah. But when I tell my parents, I said, oh, I couldn't find any uh, a Chinese girl at that time. It's very, very few Chinese girls in New Zealand, particularly. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, the right age. Um, then I said, how about I marry um, 
a Caucasian girl. I bring a Aussie girl. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. you're in Australia at this point. You've completed yeah, your yeah, studies. That, that, that time I was already in Australia. So I, I said, how about I bring an Aussie girl? And my parents, they said, no. Wow. It's, uh, they denied that uh, I would be able to uh, find uh, um, the Caucasian to be married. And why? They said that they still keep the wound in, uh, from the um, first and the second open war. And wow. uh, the, yeah, it's uh, it, particularly uh, the British people and the French people join aliens to come to Beijing and the old summer palace and to taking uh, millions items of treasures oh, back wow. to Euro- Europe. So just uh, to give a little history here, yeah. The British and the French yeah. had opium wars. That was in the 1800s, is that right? Uh, on the 1850 and October the 18th, that was uh, the, uh, when they were um, taking so many items, they tortured our palace. That palace belong to our family, was the largest palace in the world. Wow, so your royal family that you come from yeah. was attacked by the British, and mm-hmm. the palace was ransacked, and they stole things from it. But that was mm-hmm. back over 150 years ago, but your dad still harbored bad feelings about that, so that's why he didn't want you to marry a white girl or a British or a Caucasian. <laughs> is, that, is that basically what you're trying to say? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, um, so you you can see this is not only in our royal family, but a lot of uh, um, the Chinese people probably still holding that unforgiveness. Wow! Yeah, and the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot and, of bitterness from over 150 years ago. Oh yeah, it's uh, wow. And, and <laughs> I mean, this is a big baggage for some of the, the people who always uh, remember the sad things, always remember something that uh, shouldn't carry on. And uh, that is already four generations. My great-grandfather carried that baggage and gave my grandfather, and my grandfather carried that, that baggage yeah. and uh, gave it to my father. And my father even trying to... Uh, uh, the, the heritage of me. <laughs> yeah, so so what are you going to do? You can't bring home an Aussie girl and you're living in Australia. What happened? How are you going to find a wife? That That's right. Uh, I was uh, wondering for a while and then I got a phone call from my daddy and he said, come back to Beijing. I said, for what? For marriage. What? Mary? Who? Oh. When you're coming back, then you know that time uh, uh, hardly to communicate uh, with uh, the, like digital photos or anything like that and uh, so in our royal family uh, pretty uh, straightforward is obedience mm-hmm. obedience is very important yeah so I obey my parents and going back to Beijing and so I met Sarah and Sarah, uh, very soon we married. She no, wait, 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 hold on a second. Yeah. 
your dad picked out your wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an arranged marriage. An arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. But you were a Christian. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's I need uh, adding up some. But Sarah was not a uh, Christian. So what I should do, I actually lead her to the church that I was set up. Oh, initially, she was uh, come with me to uh, smuggling the Bible and distributed Bible. And uh, we are giving uh, so many um, uh, people who are really desirable for for Holy Bible. And uh, because that um, no Bible uh, can be uh, uh, shared around. Oh, okay. So she yeah. was helping you smuggle Bibles into China, yeah. even though yeah. she wasn't a Christian at that time? No, no, definitely. She, she was not Christian, but after a while, I... Because there was no teaching, no one to testify uh, her to become a Christian, just like Bible say, and uh, faith by hearing. Yes, faith comes so, by hearing. So nobody was telling that, her about Jesus. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Okay. So, and then I become the messenger to tell her, and she was one of my uh, disciples. And uh, so then she became a Christian, and after I met her, um, about three months later. Wow. And, so yeah. so you led your future wife to the Lord. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's my, one of the first of my first. <laughs> wow. Now, now your dad picked out uh-huh. a wife based yeah. on your personality type. Is that right? Um. That, yeah, very much so, because uh, my dad knew what kind of uh, person, because I'm, I'm uh, react very fast, and uh, everything just uh, without too much thinking, I would do it. Oh, pretty but, impulsive. You're an impulsive guy. That's right, yeah, yeah. But Sarah is a very proactive lady. <laughs> so she's it's, a bit uh, calmer and more reserved. That's right. Yeah. So uh, it's, uh, she know how to um, uh, stop me, uh, hold me back, <laughs> or, or slow down me, <laughs> and make sure that you're level headed and not rush into things too impulsively. Exactly. But exactly. isn't that interesting that your non-Christian father mm-hmm. had the wisdom to know what you needed as far as a life partner? Well, actually, my parents. They were in their university in a choir group, and both of my parents in a singing choir. So they had uh, been educated by the American missionaries oh. in their university. So they were Christian. For oh, sure. they were Christians. Oh, I didn't oh, know they that. Were, they were. They were meaning is that they 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 forced to give up. Oh, because, I see. Yeah, because during the. Um, well, it's uh, CCP took over China, and uh, they uh, force uh, people to give up their faith. Oh, and, uh, so the American not, missionaries before communism took over that's right, had yeah, actually yeah. shared their faith with your parents. Oh yes, yeah, that that that's. Oh, I I didn't know about that. So they actually had a spiritual <laughs> heritage. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so, but for two or three decades, they didn't. Uh, 
a practice anymore. Not allowed to practice. No, no, no holy Bible to read. Oh. No, uh, yeah, no, no fellowship to go to. Yeah. and uh, in fact, they, they force them to give it up. So, what did they think when their son in New Zealand became a Christian? Yeah, they told me they say, look, even the missionary been chasing out of China when the CCP took over China, but Jesus never left China. Oh, yeah, Jesus yeah. never left China. That's that's, right. that's, that's a good so, way of putting it. <laughs> that's right. So even there was no missionary, and even there was uh, you know no church, but Jesus always there to be with those followers. You're listening to The Story. Our guest today once again is Sean from China sharing his life journey. And it was great to hear how he met his wife, who now partners with him in ministry. Also, I really like what he just mentioned at the end, that even though the missionaries were kicked out of China when the communists took over, Jesus never left China. And even though there were no missionaries and no church, Jesus was always there for his followers. We'll hear more of Sean's story when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. Our guest today once again is Sean from China, sharing his remarkable life journey. At this point in his story, he's now married to his Chinese wife, Sarah, who his father arranged for him to marry. And as we heard, Sean then led her to faith in Christ, and now she partners with him in ministry. Next, Sean shares more of his story as he continues his chat with Eric Scatterbo. So Sarah now become a Christian, and very soon, you know, just a you know, few months later, she become a, a even church leader. Wow! Wow! <laughs> and, and then about uh, two years later, we got married. Oh, know? I see. Okay, so oh. she had matured as a Christian before you yeah. two got married. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, in fact, uh, um, sometime when I share um, people, we were kind of like a marriage in the three stairs, <laughs> three steps, you know. First step is uh, arranged marriage by my parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, secondly, Sarah and I, we were agreed to marry each other, <laughs> to love each other. So you actually <laughs> fell in love with the person who you arranged to marry. That's right. That's in you know, our, our second stages. Uh-huh. And, and thirdly is... Uh, Godly approved because we are married by American pastor there in Beijing. Oh, okay. And uh, they uh, uh, marry us in front of God, so God approve. So we you say this it's a, a three stages. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful. So now let me see if I understand where you are at this point in your life. You've mm-hmm. moved to Australia where you started your own import business. And that was going very successfully. Mm-hmm. But then you would go back to Beijing from time yeah. to time, smuggling Bibles back. Why, why did you start smuggling Bibles into China? 
It's because of uh, uh, during that uh, 1989 and when the student movement. Oh, Tiananmen and, uh, Square. Exactly, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so many tanks uh, driving in uh, through Tiananmen Square, and Sarah was there, mm-hmm. and she almost under the wheel of the tanks. Wow! And uh, so, oh, so she was actually in Tiananmen no. Square. Yeah, it's uh, so uh, so many thousands thousands student is uh, uh, in 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 that uh, square, mm-hmm. and so I receive. Uh, uh, Odin as a missionary during that time because uh, all of the foreigner means Caucasians missionary all vacant from uh, Beijing so we were ascending as a missionary to bring a Bible in mm-hmm. so that was very very dangerous it mm. was uh, kind of like a criminal offense when we're doing that wow yeah, um, according to government uh, policy. Mm. So you felt so compelled to do that to help out your fellow Chinese. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, in between Sarah and I, we are uh, receiving or distributed uh, 400,000 Holy Bibles wow. uh, through our hands. And uh, so we, we distributed so many places around Beijing or different provinces mm-hmm different cities. Okay. And then yeah. you eventually started your own ministry? Yes, that's right. Because after we give the Bible to them, because uh, before we give them, they are shared Bible in like uh, three or four uh, or five people share one Holy Bible. Wow. And uh, they make a turn each. Oh, everybody had to take turns reading the Bible. That's right. Only one week. Oh, and, I see. Uh, so, so some some of them even take uh, that week, a few days off from the work. Really? So in, in order for them to stay at home to reading the Bible. Wow. Because by Friday, they have to give this uh, Bible to somebody else. Wow, that and, really you makes know. you um, value the Bible when you only get it for a short period of time and then have to give it up. Yeah, so mm-hmm. because of that, when, when people receiving the Bible from our hands, and they with the tears, yeah, and, uh, and uh, they're weeping, and then they, they treasure it, you know, uh, more, more than their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so after that, uh, a few days later, they ask, that when they finish their reading the Bible, they ask us, and uh, the, so many Christians so we have to quickly equip our serve and uh, really uh, force us to learn more and then in order to teaching them, mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. order to share uh, and answer their questions. <laughs> wow. So it's really uh, it's motivated us <laughs> yeah. to, to do something like that. And, and uh, so we uh, regularly, so a uh, few times a week, uh, we have to gathering, so that literally they become uh, first uh, a couple of uh, non-government church in uh, Beijing city, in the capital. Mm. And uh, yeah, so and uh, continue on, we are planting the church, and so many churches we have been planted. Yeah, so, so yeah. you said it was a non-government church, that means it was an illegal church, is that right? 
uh, yeah, that time uh, was, and uh, because all of the church, you have to register with the government, and uh, without registered, they call uh, illegal. So that's why there is a terminology called underground church. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So you were yeah, involved yeah. in the underground church in China well, in the 1990s. Well, uh, yes, in the beginning was underground. However, we uh, then later on we feel how why we should always hiding, mm-hmm. and uh, we are uh, getting uh, more more broad and saying our Jesus is uh, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and why we should hiding him. Yeah, and uh, let's uh, uh, make more um, opening. And uh, so we start to bring the church in our office, which is uh, in a, a public uh, place. Mm-hmm. It's not not always hiding in our uh, home anymore. And how did the but, government uh, feel about that? Uh, they, I, I even say, look, anytime you want to come in, you're welcome to come. Anytime, if you want to recording us, please do so. We mm-hmm. are not against a government, not against your regulation, and we are only just teaching our fellowship to become a good citizen mm-hmm. and to obey the authority. And we are doing things to care others, love your neighbors, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we we are and also doing the right things, uh, righteousness, mm-hmm. and it's uh, doing business in honest, in in a integrity way. Mm-hmm. And so this, you know, what's what's wrong with us? Why you are you are focused on us? It's not focused on the criminals. <laughs> right, right. So, we, so we, we, we talk those uh, policemen and uh, or uh, uh, national security guy. Yeah, because uh, they said it in the very early 1990s. If uh, from uh, your place uh, found uh, so many Bibles, that is uh, illegal, uh, mm. can be put in jail. Uh, some of um, our friend, uh, our, our church member, um, hiding uh, five Bibles, mm-hmm. and then they were uh, put in jail for five years. Oh wow! How many and, people uh, do you think have become Christians as a result of your ministry? Um, so my personal, I lead over a ten thousand. Ten thousand. Wow. Ten thousand one by one. Yeah. Uh, but through my uh, church. We uh, probably uh, more at least more than fifty thousand to the Lord. Wow! So that that time, as long as you open your mouth, testify Jesus, the Holy Spirit just coming down. Wow! And uh, we just uh, you know hit, hit their heart, internal heart. You know, so their yeah. inner person changed. Yeah. So yeah. so you started this church originally as an underground church in the nineties, then you mm-hmm. became more open. Mm-hmm. And then become a home house church, okay. You know, underground church become house church, and then from house church and, and become we call urban professional church, which is openly. Okay. And, Does this yeah. church still exist today? Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh, it's still thousands, going. Still, oh, still going. Thousands, thousands in the city. Wow. Yeah, now you're yeah. in Brisbane. 
Yeah. So do yeah. you go back and forth? Are you able to do that? I used to doing a few times a year mm-hmm. to just encourage our disciples mm-hmm. and uh, mentoring them and uh, answer their some deep question. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, we're running out of time, but let's wrap up yeah. our conversation here. So you, in a nutshell, you started this wonderful church in Beijing, China, that's still going today and still ministering yes. to thousands. Yes, yes, still, yeah. Wow, that's fantastic. Any final comments to wrap up our conversation today? I would just feel um, we are not religious person, mm-hmm. but we are a bunch of people with a heart of love and follow Jesus and changing our heart first mm-hmm. and then changing our serve. Mm-hmm. in inner person and then changing our family and then with the family's help we can influence our society Amen. influence more influencers mm-hmm. then we can do something for our nation for our community and for our world Amen so you were able to start this wonderful ministry in China in Beijing mm-hmm. which is still going and now yes. you get back there whenever you get a chance, but you're also mm-hmm. ministering in Brisbane. Yes, yes, I am. Wow, that's fantastic. Sean, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. <laughs> thank you, Eric. Well, what an incredible story of how Sean went from obscurity to being handpicked by Chairman Mao's wife to star in several movies in China in the 1970s. Then he went back into obscurity as he began to struggle financially as a university student in New Zealand, even to the point of contemplating suicide. But then, at his lowest point, he put his faith in Jesus at a student fellowship and has been serving the Lord ever since. And as we've been hearing today, he's now led thousands to the Lord in China as he and his wife have been doing ministry work there for several years. It's just fantastic to hear. Well, if you'd like to get in contact with Sean and ask him any questions, you can reach him through our website and we'll pass any messages on to him. Our website is vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au. Finally, we'll end with this verse from the Bible from Matthew chapter 28, where Jesus says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And that's exactly what Sean and his wife have been doing for several years. And as we heard, the harvest has been plenty. Well, thanks for joining us today for the conclusion of Sean sharing his story. Please remember to lift him up and his wife up in prayer as they continue to minister to the people of China. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.